Hi. Hello. Hello. How hey. you doing? <laughs> you interrupted our guest already. We haven't even started yet. I'm the worst. I love how she's like, I'm going to make this awkward. No, never mind. We're going to make it awkward for you. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals and best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center and busy home birth practice. <laughs> I'm Meredith Rao, also midwife at the same busy home birth practice. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula with clients in and out of hospital and also a birth assistant with you guys at our out of hospital practice. And we have a guest. What's your name, guest? Hi, I'm Dr. Emily and I'm a chiropractor in Chantilly. Yay! We love You're Dr. Emily. the chiropractor of Chantilly. Yeah, she is. We're, we're in her super sweet office right now with her awesome holiday tree that's giving us so much joy right now. And we're going to be talking about twins today. Twins. And when, so I didn't realize you had had twins. And so <laughs> Kim was Texas. I don't know. You listen to our podcast. You know we're a hot mess right now. We're really well researched in our episodes. <laughs> so she's like, we're, we're interviewing Dr. Emily for the twins episode. And I was like, why are we recording a chiropractor? Why a chiropractor twins episode? <laughs> Seriously, this is what she did. And she goes, she has twins, you dumbass. And I was like, oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> also, I don't know if you noticed that you're doing this, but during the intro, because we're sharing a mic, you were like baby birding me my lines. Like you kept like whispering my lines to me while you, I was talking just so I guess you could make I sure I think we I do that them. anyway, because we just expect you to forget. So we're like, if we baby bird the words, she'll say them i did not notice i was doing that you were definitely mouthing the words to me as you were pushing the mic in my face uncomfortably Dr. emily's not ever going to listen to us after she has to experience what it's like to record not not true at all definitely going to listen this is going to be meredith's best mic day because i'm literally just like shoving it down her throat it is making me really uncomfortable so it's working or is it making you comfortable (laughs) i'm comfortable i feel fine with it uncomfortable (laughs) and what (laughs) uncomfortable Can we tell them what happened in the car ride on the way up here before we get started? Yes, we can. We already talked about this. No, we did not. So first off, I guess we should use this as our opportunity to um, announce that we have a new Patreon. So we're driving up here trying to figure out like what we need to talk about in this episode. And we want to shout out to Jack, our new Patreon. Thanks so much for supporting us. So in this conversation, though. Just skip to the end. In this conversation, Jess is like, oh, we have a new Patreon. We're like, oh, it's his name. She goes, or their name. And she goes, Jack Jack. And we're like, oh, man, that's spam. That's not even a real person. Like, is the do they have a picture of the Incredibles on their profile? Like, what is that? And then she goes, yeah, they must be in Europe because they're paying in euros. And Kim goes, what are we going to do with euros? Valid question. <laughs> it's a valid question because we don't live in Europe. So you guys it's are been jerks. one of those days. So thank you for tolerating us, Dr. Emily. Um, before we dive in, like a muff, um, I, Kim, I wanted you to tell the story about what happened to you at the birth the other day because it brought me so much joy. I had a very, very busy weekend. We had four babies. I attended three of them. And we had a baby storm like the past week. It was week. crazy. But by the third, no, it was the second birth. I don't even, I don't know anymore, but Kimberly, the newer nurse, she's amazing. We were at this birth together and my stomach's been doing that weird thing. And I was like, Oh, I have to fart. I it, I feel it coming. 
but I don't, it, it was like a smaller space, like birth space. There's really nowhere to go. And the dad kept, it was like a hallway and he kept running down the hallway to like massage his wife and give her words of encouragement. And then he'd run back to the kitchen because he wouldn't let us do anything. He was just so <laughs> awesome. He's like, I got it. I got it. I got it. Kim's Kim number one, Kim number two. Like he's super funny, but he was nervous. So he just wanted to do all the things. And I'm like, Oh God. Oh, so he runs, he goes, and I knew I had like two minutes. It was like when you go to rob a bank and you wait for them to lock the door and you're like, let's start now. And you synchronize your watches. So I waited for him to run. And as soon as he turned, I was like, three, two, one, release. And I did it. I released the air. I thought it was going to be quiet. Wasn't. First off, was not. Why did you think one of your first would be quiet? That's I never don't know. the case. I just thought it would just be quiet and like feminine, like myself. <laughs> yes, so girl. then, so, so I do it. And Kimberly was standing on the other side of the, whatever, the kitchen thing. And she goes, oh, well, there it is. You feel better? And I was like, oh, God, yes. All that happened in a matter of like. 1.5 seconds and halfway down the hallway he goes oh and turns around i was like no, 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 no. i'm literally like no you know like you're trying to like put your hand up and he just kept coming and he just right into my fart cloud and i was like stopping his tracks so the word he just comes in he goes and like making this face like, oh, I know, I notice, but I don't want to look like I notice. So he like slows down for a minute and goes to reach. And ironically, I was literally cutting cheese. <laughs> and so I say, <laughs> so I, like, I kept going before he ran away. I was like, I can do this. I got it. Go be with your wife. I got it. I got it. And so I'm cutting the cheese. <laughs> While cutting the cheese. <laughs> and I say to him, he comes into the fart cloud. I'm beet red. I'm like, oh my God. It was not silent, nor did it smell like nothing. <laughs> so I said, I can cut the cheese. And he says, I know. But that's it. Like, that's it. He didn't like, not like, he didn't like make a weird face. But then he said it. And he grabbed something and he ran off. And I was like, oh, Kim Kimberly. He goes, oh, he knows. And I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. This is it for me. <laughs> Terrible. So I immediately pick up my phone. I'm like, guys, the dad just walked through one of my fire clouds and I'm dying. <laughs> Slow down. Anyway, the okay. bird is beautiful. It's uh, beautiful. On that note, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's talk about twins. Um, Can we hear a little bit? I want to hear a little bit more about Dr. Emily yeah, first. Yeah. Yes. Tell us all about it. Um. Well... In our practice, we do mostly pregnant mamas. We get the question all the time whether or not you have to be pregnant to come into our practice, but that's not true. Um, so if you didn't know, we're located right next to Premier Birth Center. In fact, I also got to do a birth this morning. It was really awesome. Yes. Oh, that's right. We yeah. were late and you were like, that's fine. I have a mom in labor. Yeah. And we're like, perfect. Yeah. And it was a beautiful birth. So um, we're right next to the birth center. So we see lots of pregnant mamas. We also see their babies and, but we also see dads too. So we are very much a family practice here. Um, we see everybody. We have a few aunts and uncles and grandmas too so mm -hmm. all inclusive yeah. and are, you're a webster webster certified yes. correct love mm -hmm. that so yeah. we're big fans of and, chiropractors and also meredith are you getting regular adjustments during your pregnancy 
I should be. Yes, Dr. <gasps> Darrow's gonna murder me. <laughs> oh gosh, she is getting adjusted. <laughs> okay, I keep canceling for like burst and illness, but technically, yes. Okay, okay, I'm getting adjusted. Okay, I just have to make sure. Okay, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. She just reached out all like, I'm not judging you, but. but hard if you say no yeah i'm coming she's like you. i was feeling your energy from your pelvis being really <laughs> off so we were gonna have to do something like, about i can that. just tell from the way you're walking girl you need some work mm-hmm. work work mm-hmm. work <laughs> so to get us started talking about twins why don't we talk about the different types of twins because there's many different types why don't we let dr uh, emily talk about the yes. different types of twins because she seems to be able to up the words so I would prefer also if you would do it. And I just want to say it's weird to say that we're starting out when we've already yes. done the second half. So I just want to say that we talked for so long next door that we ran out of time. So uh, Dr. Emily has to start seeing patients. So we did the second half first and now we're doing the first half second. So forgive our wonky flow. If yes. Our yes. flow is always on. We're also, very we, should never, we should never ask for forgiveness for our wonky flows, but we're going <laughs> to do that today. So, so let's let Dr. Emily explain the different types of twins. So funny thing is I didn't even know what the different types of twins were until I had twins, but now I've seen usually how it goes. Yeah, exactly. So the most common type of twins is what we call di-di twins or di-chorionic, di-amniotic, which means two placentas, two amniotic sacs, which is fraternal twins. Mm -hmm. Usually you can have di-di twins that are identical, but it's really rare um, because that would be one one egg that got fertilized that split completely, um, but that's not usually so die die twins is two eggs two sperm and that's the one you hear about most out of hospital which is why we know it best because that's generally speaking like when you're talking out of hospital birth what your provider is going to be looking for yeah lowest risk as Mm. far as twins go um so that's the kind of twins i had which is why I knew I could have a home birth. So di-di twins. And then you have mono-di twins, which is monochorionic. So one placenta, di-amniotic twins. So those are identical twins. If they share a placenta and they didn't, it wasn't that their placenta fused, but like only one placenta formed. And I know sometimes uh-huh. it can be hard to tell because even in an ultrasound, sometimes fraternal twins, their placentas will fuse. And so it's really hard to tell. Is it one placenta or is it? Too. Yeah, and sometimes that's where the like genetic testing comes in post birth. Yeah. Um, sometimes. Um, so that's so uh, mono die twins, and then we have mono mono twins, which is going to be mono am- mono chorionic, so one placenta and mono amniotic, one sac. And that is the highest yes. risk twins because this is where you get that twin to twin transfusion happens where one baby is taking all the nutrients and the other baby is getting no right. nutrients. And it's also a higher risk even in pregnancy um, because the babies are not in their own sac, so their cord and everything can get really wrapped wrapped Mm -hmm. and entangled. So there's even a higher risk for not carrying your pregnancy to term because of that. Do they typically, um, I don't know, I don't know, maybe you know this. When do they recommend being like sectioned for those twins? I'd imagine most aren't doing uh, a vaginal birth for mono, mono twins. It's not unheard of, not impossible, but I think usually like 36-ish weeks is like. Uh, most in hospital providers are suggesting that for any of the twins. 
twins. 38 weeks like is typical said, for yeah, die-die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you just have to find the providers that's going to support you in different options. Mm-hmm. So bef- when I guess you probably didn't have to have this conversation, but did you and Natasha talk about what she would be comfortable with you working with her out of hospital in terms of like if you didn't have die-die twins or was that never a conversation because you knew from the beginning we, that you guys had We die-die. didn't have that conversation yet because we wanted to find out what okay. kind of twins we were having first and then go from there. So, I mean, honestly, I was like not going to the hospital anyways so. so if you had you is was is there anything that would have sent you to the hospital i better be dying okay mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. so let's talk a little bit about the reasons why um twins births are considered higher risk um we'll take the pregnancy stuff out of it all together we'll just talk about the birth right now mm-hmm. um i feel like the biggest one is because very often um, there is a, a breech baby in there and I feel like people are uncomfortable with breech birth. Yeah. And most providers are, I, from what I, my understanding is that they can do the head down a breech B, but they won't yeah. do breech a. Yeah. So and that so seems to be pretty common in the hospital as well. I feel like that's what they're looking for as well. If they're determining a vaginal breech birth. I've also heard. So on some of our Facebook groups that if baby B is bigger than baby A, they won't do a vaginal no. delivery because they're like, cause they don't think that baby B will fit, which I think that's, um, I don't like. And that even drives if me the nuts. mother has had previous births as well. Mm-hmm. And it's so like, I feel like our culture feeds into that because I remember even as a kid growing up watching those like medical shows and they'd be like, baby A came just fine. And then it's like, she gets rushed in for a C-section for baby B and like, they're just like (laughs) doing like T incisions and all sorts. And I was like, that sounds insane. Well, it's just like we said in our breach episode, like so much of breach birth is about lack of training with providers because it's not really done anymore. Unfortunately, it's not that it's necessarily higher risk. It's that we're not trained in how to manipulate if needed breech births, which are just different than vertex births. And really common in hospital uh, twin births, they do, if baby bees breach, they do a breech extraction, uh-huh. which that word just like, it's like nails that, on a chalkboard, Is that like right? where they pull the they baby's go up feet and get out? Baby. Yeah, I've heard of that a lot. Like, I don't, why don't you just let them push them out? I don't yeah, get that. What? Yeah. They don't like having the time lapse between the two births. I feel like it's just like another time factor. And there are some some midwives that do teach um, ways to facilitate a faster birth for baby. Like there are reasons to do that. Like I understand. I'm not against it. It's just the whole extraction thing. Like you said, I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? Yeah. Why can't we just wait? (laughs) One of of the favorite twin births I've heard of down in Harrisonburg was the babies were, I believe they were identical twins, but they, well, actually no, they were probably fraternal. They were born on different days though. Mm -hmm. Cause there was like Mm -hmm. a 30 minute to an hour break between them. And they just happened to be on separate days. Yeah. So I, I had a, my first twin birth that I ever did, um, was really interesting because it did not go super straightforward and that also happened. Um, but there was like a several hour delay. And so the baby B was born definitely the next day. You know, this might've been the same birth and it might've just been a longer gap yeah. in time than I thought. Cause it, it was where you used to yeah. be a student. I think it was, yeah. Um, yeah, but it was really interesting cause baby A was like one of the most peaceful births I've literally ever seen. He was like born in the tub and it was just all glitter and rainbows and blah, blah, blah. But then there is that, you know, the uterus is bigger after baby A comes out. So there is a chance for the baby B to move around into a different position. So this particular mom, when she went into labor, 
both babies were head down. Um, and then after baby, there's this really long gap. And then uh, baby B ended up presenting. He had his arm like really weirdly behind his back. Um, and he, so when you were telling me the story of your water sack coming out first, so that happened with this birth. And so like, it's kind of just like hanging there and we're thinking, all right, the baby's head's going to be right behind it. And then like one of the midwives is like, poke, 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 poke. And it was just like a, like a hand floating in there. <laughs> and we were like, Ooh. didn't that cause a little bit of, little bit of stress? Oh yeah. <laughs> it was probably the craziest birth I've ever seen. Um, because, and, and I guess this is where good providers come in handy that keep their cool and keep going um because yeah they ruptured the bag and um we're trying to because you don't know how the baby's hand is like is it just like this and the head's right behind it right but it wasn't like that it was like back behind and so the baby it, it was in a very weird way and so they were trying to push the hand back up and find the head and it just wasn't wasn't happening. Wasn't that it, it was a long seven minutes <laughs> probably the longest seven minutes of like my life um but eventually they did have to like go in because it was like they're trying they're trying they're trying it was such a weird position eventually they had to go in and find his foot even though he had been vertex and they pulled him out by his foot um, so that would be a reason yeah to grab a kid by its foot yes and pull them out. it was they decided to come out hand first it was that definitely would be a good indication <laughs> it was definitely a good reason and um they were worried he might have some nerve damage in his arm or whatever. He didn't. He's 10 years old now and That's so great. Cool. No problems. That's yeah. Yeah. So things can happen, but it was like, even with all that, Baby like A, you, baby B, we're totally fine. That, like you said, it's like that's why you have a provider that you trust. Yeah, that can handle situations that might be unexpected. But that doesn't mean that those are going to be given situations. Like that's a very unique situation. Yeah, definitely was a unique situation. Um, when I took the course, um, Nikki and Jen and I all went to see Augustine teaches, and I, and when I hear those stories, it makes sense to me. Like she teaches to, um, there's a way to like when baby A comes out immediately find baby B externally and just like palpate and kind of hold just to kind of hold them like so they don't go transverse in a good or in position some weird way yeah so it's just interesting to see the way because so many different midwives do so many different things so it's really yeah. helpful to see all the different approaches it was interesting though because we did palpate and it felt like ba baby A was still head down it was just but like oh that really, really wonky. Yeah. So it was interesting. It was just an interesting birth. But then I want to talk about my other breech birth I did or other t twin birth I did, which was super straightforward. But we ended up transferring this mom to the hospital because baby A was like, I mean, we've talked about how footling breach isn't really a thing for full term babies, right. but was presenting with like one foot down and like not a standard breach. She decided to transfer to the hospital and ended up asking the doctor if he would like give her pit. They scheduled her for a section, but she had eaten food and they're like, so you can't have section for six hours. And she's like, well, you give me Pitocin. And if I go into labor before then, um, I can have my babies. And he was like, okay. And I, sure. my jaw like hit the floor. I was like, what the, <laughs> is this really happening? Obviously comfortable with. Yeah. And she was a perfect breaches. candidate. Because she'd had a lot of babies and she had fast births. So she's part of the cavern club. Yep. So they put her on pit and within an hour, like, like she started contractions and she was kind of like you, like contractions started and then it was like baby and the breech baby just literally like blew out. Like it was. Was there violin music? I mean, probably not. It was in the hospital, but 
everybody and their mother came in to watch like oh, every yeah. nurse and student yeah. and like it's a breach baby and twins did you have people that were attending other people like their moms and sisters that also came in because <laughs> no. that would have been me not I'd that i like, know of. please come into your room <laughs> not that i knew of but maybe they just like put masks and scrubs on some people to like <laughs> pretended that they were someone important i don't know and then yeah then baby a came out or baby b came out like within a minute later and That's it was awesome. like i was just like ah, yes it was amazing I feel like there's also other risks. I mean, there's there's reasons that people don't feel comfortable with breach or with uh, breach and twins out of the hospital. Like you run the risk of the the placenta coming out before the baby if your placenta is still or if your uterus is still cramping. So I feel like there's there are other risks. It's not like people are like I don't like twins and I'm not doing it. So I just wanted to say that it's like yeah. Well, why don't you talk about some of those things? No, because then my I'll just keep going. Just keep and, going, just yeah. listing it all off. I just feel I would say they're judging. It's like wow, you guys just gave you this beautiful <laughs> twin birth story, and now this first half is gonna be like here's all these things that could go wrong. <laughs> the reason I'm saying it is because it is true. The issue. Is is not having a skilled provider so yeah. if the provider understands the risks and how to like fix them then great yeah so basically the flow of this episode is that there is a reason why twins can be considered higher risk but it is totally doable and you can have an amazing birth with twins exactly so as we're saying do your research figure out what you feel most comfortable with um because in my experience even when things don't go completely smoothly like they did for dr emily like they still can happen and find the providers who are going to support you in your choices yeah exactly which is basically the moral of every single one of our episodes right and it's it's the same as anything else like any birth has risks in or out of the hospital so i just wanted to say like we do recognize the risk of twin birth as we do with any sort of birth at all so we don't want to be accused of glossing over nothing ever being able to go wrong but also there are providers out there that are really 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 skilled in this area so yeah that is all and i wanted to cover on a little bit because um i know the second half of this episode is is longer so we don't have to make the first half as long but um that I wanted to talk about postpartum for twin moms. And I know we talked about your experience with postpartum. Um, or we will in the second half. We will in the second <laughs> half. We already told them we already did it. Um, but I have seen moms who have a really hard time postpartum with twins um, who, you know, th the one that I'm thinking of, like her, the first six months of their life is just completely a blur, like, she couldn't eat she couldn't sleep she was just like her face was just like in shock all the time and she's like i don't remember that i don't remember anything about it like most women have like a like a fuzzy period right like you hope after a couple of months they come out of it but i imagine with two it probably extends that pretty significantly i think birth order matters a whole bunch too so yeah. like my twins were number four and five so number yeah. four and five i'm like you know my you have some experience yeah I, I feel like i kind of maybe know what's going on but for one and two man that would be so yeah. hard and yeah. support network is so yeah. important at yeah. that point so could you like tell us some things that like really 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 were key for you to well, like survive Obviously, having breastfeeding experience plays into it. So if you were trying to breastfeed twins for the very first time, I mean, nursing a number one singleton baby can be challenging. So if you don't have a supportive network of people ready to support you with two babies nursing, that could be a huge challenge. You've got to have a meal train, number one. You must have people cook for you. You cannot, even if your spouse is there, there's two hands on each baby a lot of times during the day. So it really just comes down to support. Like you have to have people to help you and 
I mean, I'm in these poor twin mom groups and some of these moms don't have that. And it's, it breaks my heart. Like, ouch, (laughs) that's so hard. Yeah. And I, I mean, I know we give this advice for postpartum moms in general, but I do feel like there is this push for moms to just try and get back to normal so soon. And they're putting all this mental pressure on them to be like, you know, with even one baby, like I need to be able to get all the stuff done that I used to and be who I used to be. And they need all this attention. And so with two babies, it's just like intensified even more. And so it's just like, I just love that advice of just like, give yourself grace, give yourself the, the permission to not get anything accomplished, but staying alive and keeping your babies alive for, for like a year. Expectations. Yeah. yeah. And I was just within the last probably six months have I gotten comfortable with taking all five children somewhere by myself, right? So, I mean, it took that long. That is not long. How old was Brock before I would leave my apartment? I was like, absolutely. She said, do you want to go to the park? I'm like, are you crazy? I'm not taking all these children to the park. They might. I might die. We still try to leave as many of your kids at home as we safely can whenever we do anything. Yeah. So good job, you. (laughs) Well, there was definitely, yeah, like, I just have to give up. I can't go in my home office and do anything. Like, there just have to be two hands on deck at all times. And you just have to be realistic. Uh, I think before the twins were born, I was like, well, I'm going to be tired until 2023. And I think that's about right. Uh, I'm going to have another baby. I'll sleep again in 2024. (laughs) Listen, did you... This too shall pass. This has nothing to do with postpartum, but I have to ask you this completely inappropriate question. Did you plan to have more after the twins? Well, my husband was very adamant that we were not having more babies after the twins, but uh, because we were planning to have a fourth baby, which would have been great, but then we had a fifth baby. So then I'm like, oh, we got an odd number. Oh, we got to have one more. We got to even it out. You are a hot mess and hop in such a beautiful way. (laughs) So I kind of always knew we would have a sixth baby. So I wasn't like... Like, hey, honey, make that vasectomy appointment right now, right? You're I was like, like, oh, it just got canceled. I don't know what uh, happened. Uh, oh, yeah. the office is closed again. That's so weird. <laughs> crazy. I knew it. I knew it. I knew in your mind you were having another one. I'm always plotting. That makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing to me how different people can be and still get along so well. <laughs> like, I adore you. And I'm just like, I cannot imagine feeling that way. Yeah. Ever. But she's pulling it off, man. Pulling it off. I don't know. That's a, st- uh, a strong I statement right there. I would say you're thriving. Yeah. She's what I'm trying to be. But you have a... <laughs> it's not working. What? You have a holiday tree in your beautiful office <laughs> in Chantilly. I mean, for the thriving. record, people think we're thriving all the time, too. That's true. <laughs> so. But then they record with us and they realize we're not. So, <laughs> so before... Because I know this first half will be shorter before we go to the second half like do we miss any key element in discussing twins like pregnancy or postpartum or the birth or anything are you like oh i wish they would have touched on this or are you um the procedures of twins right so there's all these procedures that are set up for twins like all the multiple ultrasounds but studies have shown that all these multiple ultrasounds don't actually change the outcome right so i think there's a lot of unnecessary procedures just in like most pregnancies that happen with twin pregnancies that are yeah unnecessary sometimes so and that's true in singleton that's true in singleton pregnancies as well that um ultrasound doing ultrasounds has proven to not actually improve outcomes it makes people feel better but doesn't actually improve outcomes or lower cesarean rates or intervention it increases intervention outcomes yeah yeah and i wonder if it's similar to like the efm um so for electronic fetal monitoring it's been proven not to increase um better outcomes 
but actually lead to a higher rate of cesarean. Mm-hmm. But then what I read and what I hear is that, yeah, but every once in a while there is something that, that is fine. Right. So for that one thing, right. you have to look at the risks, everyone. benefits. Right. Just like yeah. any other decision. So the same thing would be like for ultrasound, like having one ultrasound after another, because there have been times I will say I've had babies born with issues that and they've had ultrasounds and they never they, they never, never caught, caught it one yeah. baby actually the um pulmonary artery artery was on the wrong side of the heart so mm-hmm. it wasn't how did they miss that do you know what i'm yeah. saying so it's like i guess sometimes i do love an ultrasound and i do love the um the tools that we have but yeah sometimes i think we just ultrasound. put so much faith yeah. in it well i have to say too like obviously this isn't across the board but i have been in the same situation too where a lot of my biggest um birth defects are not caught prenatally yeah yeah and the parents end up being really thankful that they had the home birth experience and then the time at home they had right before having to discharge to handle that situation if it's obviously safe for the baby to do so right and so yeah like you said like it might not be ex- like what the mainstream message is is what's a normal and appropriate but it doesn't mean that it's not serving families right and i do i love ultrasounds i i yeah. do I do want everyone to have one, but also like that's not all that there yeah. is. And know? so I guess the moral of that too is, is that a lot of twin moms go into twin pregnancy and it's just like, okay, this is what you do. And this is when you get your ultrasounds and now you have to see maternal fetal medicine. And if that makes you feel more secure and better then like, great, Perfect, yeah. do that. But if you're one of those people, that's just like, that's not what I want to do. And I know my, you know, the risks and I know, uh, how I would prefer to do things that it's a very reasonable option to forego those and there's things a provider as well for that. Yeah. For that option, you know, yeah. and all these conversations about choices are really important because I think one of the things that blew my mind when I was looking into stuff on this episode while we were driving here is that the rate for twin birth has risen 70% since 1980. And partially that's because of like increased use of like IVF, which increases the chance of twins. Um, But also the later you have your babies, the more likely you are to have twins as well. Mm -hmm. So women waiting later in life to have children um, is contributing to that number. But it's like 70% increase. That definitely requires like more conversations around choice. And it makes me happy that I'm done having children. (laughs) I don't know. And then you knocked them out before you were 35. Wait, how old are you? (laughs) What? How old were you? With I don't remember. Oh, okay. And I just, so, I yeah, just think something. in general that I know that um, across the board, women are having more and different issues hormonally um, when it comes to a lot of different things. And so even just like our horm- the way our hormones are changing what? due to water supply or drug, you know, birth control pills or whatever it is, soy, whatever it is you think could be causing that, um, that could also change like how many eggs people are releasing during ovulation. Like it's, it's a lot of different things that could be from the fracking to that. Oh, you know about fracking and the mountain top scraping. Wow. So close. You're so close. We learned about fracking. We learned today. all about those things in the car ride this morning. But all right, so all right we're gonna wrap I think, this one up. Yeah, I think it's we can go on to the second half and talk about our birth story of the week. But I just wanted to do a little shout out because before we came here to record, the reason why we were late um, was because we stopped over at Premier Birth Center and we said hi to everybody over there. Everybody, everybody was so there. It was amazing. I just want to do a little shout out to all you ladies at Premier Birth Center. Chantilly, it was so good to see you guys. It's Courtney's birthday, so happy birthday! Happy birthday. Yeah, which means we got to. Eat all your thank treats. You for letting us eat all your bagels and fruit and pastries. It was delightful. It and was awesome. Thank you for letting us snuggle all of you and share stories. And um, okay, well, let's go to let's break. Let's go to break and then the second half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cue the music. 
Oh, yeah. So today's sponsor for our episode is Innate Beginnings Chiropractic in Chantilly, Virginia. This chiropractic office is home to Dr. Emily Duraco, a Webster certified chiropractor, and Dr. Erica Bullock, who started the practice in 2013. Between them, they have nine kids, soon to be 10, and can help be your guide in your holistic and wellness-oriented journey. Their mom-centric office is perfect for families with children. They serve moms in all stages of pregnancy, infants, toddlers, children of all ages, and even dads, aunts, and uncles. So check out Innate Beginnings Chiropractic, and hopefully they too can help you have a healthier pregnancy, labor, and delivery. All right, let's go back to the episode. Welcome back from that delightful break. So delightful. I really enjoyed my kava stress and anxiety relief tea. Yeah. Which one? Which does your little thing say? What belongs to you shall come to you. Oh, I like that. Cute. I think everything belongs to you. Everything Appreciate belongs to Appreciate yourself me? and honor yourself. You definitely need that one, Kim. Yeah. I honor the hell out of myself. Mm. Not as much as Jess honors the hell out of herself, but. No one can honor themselves <laughs> as much as Jess does. I love to honor myself. Um, so we're using the second half of the episode to talk specifically to Dr. Emily about her experiences having twins and carrying twins, raising twins. Meredith, you're going to have to start grabbing the mic before you say stuff. Carrying twins. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> so can we start with um, you telling us about the moment that you found out? You were having twins? Well, what did that look like? Really kind of funny because, so, like three days after our positive pregnancy test. So, positive pregnancy test, test December 26th. And, like, three days later, I had this dream. And tech, er, usually my dreams are, like, Technicolor, LSD, wild, crazy trips, right? That's awesome. But this was a super vivid, realistic dream that I had a home birth of twins on hands what? and knees. Yeah, no boy-girl twins. And I was like... That was weird. <laughs> and I told my husband and my midwife, and both of them were like, ha ha, so funny. That's really funny. Must not have twins. <laughs> Did you have twins on your radar at all? Because like, do you have a family history or anything that would have set you up for that? Well, two things. One, I mean, kind of, but not really. My grandma was a twin, but I never met her other twin. She had passed long before I was born. But then when my first was younger in nursing, I loved breastfeeding. And I remember saying out of my mouth, gosh, I wish I had twins so I could breastfeed twins just to say I did, right? So that I think I- no one did, ever. You did that to yourself. I know, I totally like- Those put words that never energy come out of my mouth. To the universe. So the universe was like, give me a minute. I got this. <laughs> I have to say that I think there's totally something to that really early pre- like birth dream. Because mm-hmm. I had birth dreams about both of mine when I was pregnant very early and they both came true. Oh, it was super crazy. But so then, then time went on and I don't do early ultrasounds and I don't do hardly anything. So, you know, there were a couple little things along the way that were like, well, that's kind of weird. Like my uterus felt a little big, but this was my fourth pregnancy, right? So yeah. So you have how many children? right now sure we have five okay Mm -hmm. so you had three and Mm -hmm. then you found out you were pregnant with a fourth we were planning to have a fourth so this was like a planned thing (laughs) oh really yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) um so um but along the way like but my labs my hcg was like off the charts right but my midwife had just had a singleton mama same thing and they double they did double check with ultrasound just one baby crazy high hcg so we're like 
it just means nothing, right? Yeah. Could mean nothing. And then at like 17 weeks, which should not be hard, and it's typically not hard for my pregnancies, I remember sitting on the edge of the bed trying to put my pants on. I'm like, this pregnancy is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband is like, there's just one in there. <laughs> like he, because he's he, like trying to undo all the damage yeah. your dream did. <laughs> yeah, he really did not want to have twins. Because I mean, who? Well, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, well, who wants twins? I mean, I'm sure there. So I actually many know people. people want twins. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. I actually do know people. I want hear twins. a lot of people say, "I just would love to have twins," and I'm like. Uh, Which you know part? what I hear more is people wishing twins on other people. Like yeah. I don't know if you had that experience. Like because I feel like when people first find out other people are expecting, they're like, "Oh, it could be twins," and it's like, "Why would you say that?" Like after you, you found out you had twins, were people like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or were people pretty excited? I don't, for I don't remember you? anybody being like, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> uh, mostly people they, were like, "Whoa!" That's they did so it when they walked away. Yeah. <laughs> Glad it's not me. Um, <laughs> but then it wasn't till like 18 and a half weeks at my midwife appointment. She's like, your fundus measures 27. Oh my. She's like, maybe we should get that checked out. <laughs> so, so were you going to have the 20 week scan or were you I don't, planning on I don't not? usually do oh. any ultrasounds. <laughs> so at this one, so at this point I'm like, well, crap, we should probably make sure there's just two and not three. Right. Yeah. So, oh, oh my gosh. Seven. Like that's a huge difference. That was probably one of my favorite parts of the whole pregnancy was like, what's my belly going to measure this time? Right. And I think so, we got to 55. Holy mackerel. <laughs> I was like, I'm 55 weeks pregnant. Oh, wait, I want to put a picture on the video of what your belly looked like though. Oh yeah. yeah. Because I feel like when you hear that as a provider, you're like, how is that possible? But then when you look at how your belly shape was, I'm like, oh, okay. That makes more sense. Enormous. Sure yes, okay. of course. Oh my gosh. And we can. So cute. <laughs> and we can huge. also post that picture. I'll take a picture of it and we can post it on our social media so, for people who listen. When you said you should get the ultrasound to make sure it's three and not two, had at that no, no. Whoa, 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 two whoa. not three, two not three. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you made that face. Now you yeah, made it. exactly. So at that point, had you already just accepted that you were probably having twins? Yeah, okay. but because in my mind, I knew it the whole time. Right? Because of the dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd had people ask like, "Oh, do you have an inkling what it is?" I'm like, "The only inkling I have is twins." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> but um, so we, and I wanted to do the ultrasound because I knew I wanted to have a home birth. I would be a terrible hospital patient. So you not an option for me. You would actually be the patient. best, but the worst for the people taking <laughs> yeah, care of you. Like, back up. No, you may not touch <laughs> and it me just, at all. For someone who has such like you know, holistic births, you just, the amount of anxiety oh, for God, you would, would cause be, to go into a I hospital. Would a, I would not be kind <laughs> in the hospital. It would be ugly. <laughs> Which is so funny because you're so like glowy and cheerful and chipper. I can't imagine you being mean to people. Don't take me to the hospital then. <laughs> <laughs> so you went in for your ultrasound. Yes. And they, it was two babies. Um, and <clears throat> I mean, we don't find gender out ever. So we left that a surprise, but yeah, so there was two. Everybody looked good. No concerns. It was the the type of twins, the lowest risk for home birth. So I knew we were good to have a home yeah. birth. So. so what were your feelings when you found out? Was it kind of just like, oh, I knew? Or how was your? what were your partner's feelings? Like what went through your head? It was definitely like, oh, we knew. I mean, we were like, well, shit, we're really having twins. Okay, here we go. And then you have to do, they're like, can we afford twins? Like there's that, right? Because this is baby number four and five. This isn't like yeah. one and two. So I'm like. God, we got to pay for daycare for two more kids. Ah! Oh, that is so just lot. wrapping your head around having to have double of everything and double like, your pleasure, whew. double your fun. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, but 
Yeah, it was okay. We, I mean, we weren't like super stressed, but we definitely had to like think some things through for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as the pregnancy progressed and um, like for you to have a home birth, um, I know we were going to, we talked about that a little bit. Like some people are like, oh, if baby A's head down, if baby B's head down, how'd that all go for you? Well, thankfully, my midwife is super, knows that I am like hands off. I don't do nothing in, nothing by the book. So I was like, even if one of these babies is, you know, breech, we were expecting one to be breech, in fact. And I was mm-hmm. like, I have a cavernous vagina. I'll just push it out. No problem. <laughs> me, me too. I know. I'd had three babies. No problem. I Check wasn't out that introitus. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should start something called the Cavern Club. And people are like, oh, we came here to go hiking. It's like, that's not what this is. <laughs> introitus so. at your own risk. <laughs> So it wasn't ever, I wasn't ever really worried about a breech birth. That was never a super concern of mine. So I just knew we were going to progress through the pregnancy pretty much like normal. And it did. It went well. So I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of providers are cool with baby A, the first baby to present being head down. And then if baby B is breached, that's generally a safer out of hospital for most practitioners. But were you like, did you guys feel confident doing baby A breach if you had yeah, to? I didn't. I didn't cool. care. Awesome. I wasn't going to the hospital. So it wasn't See, an option. She's <laughs> a prime <coughs> candidate for a breach because you're like, I got this. Y- yeah. Totally fine. Yeah. Birth is one of my favorite things to do. So I was clearly I, I never had like 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 a concern i was like maybe i you know so you're amazing or crazy i'm jealous of your midwife so when it came time to have your babies Mm -hmm. um what like what positionally what ended up happening so funny so we didn't do again i don't do all the things right so i didn't do the typical ultrasound yeah no because i was like if babies are growing and they're moving and our heart rates are good there's no need to do all these you were measuring 55 don't think growing growing. (laughs) yeah so we did one last teeny tiny little position scan at 38 and a half weeks with the ultrasound tech next door so she knew me and i'm like you got 10 seconds find out where they are um and i wanted and natasha my midwife wanted a um guesstimate on the weight i was like don't tell me their weights i don't want to know like i don't put that in my head i was like i need to know they're over six pounds right she's like they're over six pounds and did she say yes or did she go oh they're <laughs> over six pounds i definitely uh-huh. feel like she was like yeah they're over six pounds <laughs> and <clears throat> they were both head up actually at 38 and a half weeks oh yeah because i was looking at your photos it looks like you did some acupuncture so i was going to ask if that was something you were trying to do to get them to flip yeah so the of end. course i was getting adjusted all the time and um we did some acupuncture and it was summer so i was in the pool all the time and i was actually doing handstands in the pool and making lifeguards very nervous <laughs> i love doing that i called it hippoing i would do i would do dives off the diving board oh my god and they'd be so like funny. oh Oh God! <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I was we were expecting breech babies at this point because you know you don't think that at thirty and a half weeks two babies are gonna flip and go head I down. I can't believe they did that. Me either. And I don't ever know when they did it. Like I didn't feel it happen. Crazy. During your prenatals, were they easy to palpate no. and they like, find their heart rates and stuff? Uh, find heart rates, yes, but we could never figure out where they were. Like so we had, of course, because I was in the birth center at this time. Like I'd be like. Come fill my belly. All the midwives like come come check it out, right? Yeah. And no one we could never figure it out. That's yeah. so crazy. <clears throat> it was fun. That, uh, mm-hmm. So before you get into any of the birth stuff, mm-hmm. you missed this whole conversation when you were you know at that whole birth oh, thing. Mm-hmm. But my Anne was like, 
do <clears throat> not make her sound like a normal human because she's not <laughs> do not make it sound like the way her birth went or any of that is normal and i'm like no i think we do need to do that so people know that it, it can go this birth way birth can be normal yes but i have accepted my role as the village crazy lady and so that's just who i am <laughs> so normal isn't really in my realm <laughs> well welcome to our coven of welcome to village, village crazy people our cavernous coven <laughs> I mean, pretty soon you're in trouble. I was going to say, you probably haven't have entered like, the cavern club yet. I have like yet. the pre-admission to the <laughs> club. So teeny tiny. <laughs> teeny tiny introitus. <laughs> so tell us about, unless there's something else you want to say about your pregnancy or feelings about that. But other than that, tell us about your birth. How, how pregnant were you when you went into labor? Sure. Well, my feelings on the pregnancy, I will back up two seconds. My feelings on the pregnancy were this is a twin pregnancy and I want to do it this way because I, I want to normalize this. Right. So when people tell me I can't do something, I'm like, I'm going to do it twice and take pictures. Literally. And you did. Here's (laughs) the book. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely my feelings about the twin pregnancy. I had multiple people like, Oh, is your doctor going to let you go past 38 weeks? I'm like, let me tell you something. (laughs) Nobody's letting me do anything. Yeah. That (laughs) is like a bad word in my dictionary. I'm like, uh, You're allowed to say the C word. Do not ever say the L word to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely, you know, tried to have that conversation when people would ask like, well, I don't even have a doctor. And they'd be like, you know, panic. I'm like, we're going to have these babies at home. Oh God. You know, like, are you insane? They're both, they're both breached. (sighs) Yeah, exactly. Were you so tired of being an ambassador by the end of it? Or do you like love that? You're like, yeah, let me tell you all about it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely liked rocking some boats yeah that's what i do for a living as i rock yeah. boats yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot a lot of boat rock ba- but apparently some other kinds of rocking too because <laughs> yeah, she's yes. pregnant again if you didn't notice uh, yeah so yeah, people can't see that that are listening i know my my shirt kind of hides it well i just said it she's pregnant again yes meredith Meredith and I are going to race to the I finish know, line. I just found I just found out that we have the same due date practically. So <laughs> I feel like I keep Dr. Emily's going to win. I also think I she's going to win, but she's also saying she carries forever. But you're telling me I'm going to carry it on 43 weeks. So we shall we'll see. see. I if actually you have no idea what's going to happen. With maybe if you got some good chiropractic care and were consistent about it, you wouldn't. Hey, I know a way we can make some money. We could do like a betting pool oh. to see <laughs> for all of our wine about birth listeners out there. Everyone send in like $5 and the, the person. Person who wins gets you know money. None of I it. I won't charge you, but I will. That can be our next Patreon post. I'll make it a, like a little thing for our Patreon people. Who had their baby first? <laughs> it's going to be Doctor and Emily. not whose labor was shorter because it's, that's definitely going to be Doctor <laughs> Emily. Yeah. I don't think anyone can beat you. <sighs> I don't know this this mama I just saw this morning. Oh, she walked in and pushed out baby in ten minutes. It was great. That's amazing. Uh. What? How long was she in labor? I'm not 100 percent sure, but I mean. Not long. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, go ahead. I would love to hear more about your decision making in terms of stemming because I also saw in your book that you decided to stem at a certain point. Mm-hmm. So what made you decide to do that? Well, first, so I knew I didn't want to have August babies because I have two August babies already. So I was like, I got to make it through. Yeah. Uh, too many birthdays in the same month. So I got to make it to September. And September 1st was my husband's birthday. And uh-huh. I was like... I wonder if I can have these babies on my husband's birthday. That's the day my second daughter was born. Oh, that's so cool. So, yes. So I did the stem kit on September 1st. Hey, I was done. I was pretty done at that point. Um, far, how, what gestation 30, were you? 39 weeks and six days. God. 
So yeah, yeah, you can go full term with twins. Yes, and I'm you in can. this most definitely. Yeah, I'm in like a multiples group on Facebook, and there's people that go in there like 41 and five, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> that's a long time. <laughs> that sounds terrible and awesome, but also terrible. Yeah, I mean it's definitely doable. One of my things that got me through this pregnancy is uh, I don't remember at what point when things were getting a little hard. I put on my bathroom mirror a thing that says, "I can do hard things." Right. I got this. And literally it's still there because every day. Because you're still, still doing hard. hard things. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever seen our shirts that say your body was meant to do hard things? Oh, no. I need to get that shirt. Mm, yeah. So. There's a lot of situations. So, so many different situations. Yeah. All right. So at almost your due date, mm-hmm. you did the stim kit mm-hmm. for Started how long? 11 o'clock in the morning. Can I clarify? You yeah. made your husband birthday pancakes yes. first, right? And I got then up and made him birthday pancakes. Stim yeah. kit. <laughs> that was very nice of you at 39 and six <laughs> yeah. with twins. Uh, yeah. But how I had did to. you reach the stove? It was difficult. <laughs> Dishes and stove were definitely a challenge at that point. Um, so we did... Um, so at 11 o'clock, it's funny, we came to the birth center and one of my patients had just had her baby that morning. And so, and I saw the midwives that were here for that. And I was get, picking up my stim kit to take home. And um, so I went home and started a stim kit at like 11-ish. And um, then, let's see, I did it for like an hour and a half. And um, let's see, I, you know, I could definitely feel it was working. I had done a stim kit with my third, so I knew like what to look for. And I was definitely having some mild contractions. I was definitely all in my head though. I'm like... I'm going to do the stem kit and then I'm going to take a nap and then maybe I might need to do it again. You know, I was in Not denial. true though. Denial. Right? No. Total denial. <laughs> Absolute. And then, you know, after an hour or so of doing the stem kit, I went downstairs and sh- big red flag. I didn't eat my lunch. I was like, nah, I'm not feeling it. That should have been... I know if I don't want food, something's wrong, right? And my husband also, we said, we promised our midwife, we're not going to do that thing where we pretend that you're not in labor. Right. And Did Natasha know at least that you had done the stim kit? We had kind of talked about that she should be there if I did a stim kit, but I did it anyways. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's one of those. Yeah. yeah. I'm Emily. also trying to figure out how you fit food in your body with your fundal height being have, 55 well, centimeters. I have a long torso. I yeah. can't lie. You are, I'm not sure. You are tall. Yeah. That's so. nice. No, I, can, I ate a plenty. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, I didn't eat my lunch. And, but then, oh, my, at the moment, three-year-old. Yep. So, my three-year-old <clears throat> needed to go down for a nap. So, I actually went upstairs and nursed him down to a nap for a nap. And I thought that nursing him would actually pick up my contractions, but they kind of slowed down a little bit. And then as soon as I laid him down in the bed and walked out of the room, I was like, here we go. So, you were giving birth and still breastfeeding. Did you end up like nursing all three of them together? Uh, He probably nursed a couple times after the twins were born. And I was like, yeah, we're done. God, you're such a badass, oh, though. Yeah. Even nursing all the way through a twin's pregnancy. And how did he, like, deal with that? Was he okay with it? Because he's yeah, three, I think, right? Yeah, he was only down to nursing at, like, nap and nighttime. And okay. so it, was, it wasn't hardly anything. Okay. Yeah, we, it was an okay transition. Um, so as soon as I <laughs> laid him down for nap, I was like, it's go time. I texted my midwife. I'm like, you can come now. <laughs> right now. By the, By way, the way, I did the stim kit and didn't tell you. <laughs> no, I think she knew I was doing it, but I hadn't told her to come yet. So she, she knew that I was like my space. And that so she I'm, was ready. Yes. All, ready. all of my birth team. Cause it was Who not just her. Ready? Cause we had yeah. two midwives and a potential third midwife who was familiar with breech births. Right. Okay. And then we had, um, a, 
a student and nurse. So okay, we had cool. yeah, we, we had a whole, whole team. Yeah. And so <laughs> when you decided not to eat your lunch, were you actually having any contractions that you could feel? Or they, maybe I was like, oh, these are some strong Braxton Hicks. Oh my, oh my god! <laughs> I was. It was really terrible. <laughs> Denial no, is powerful. It was awesome. <laughs> um. So, um. Yeah. No. I. I. In retrospect. I should have had to come, right? But, oh, well. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And then, so I, as soon as I laid him down, I was like, let's go. And my husband and I walked into our bedroom, got down on hands and knees on the ball. And I was like, it was like, literally like a semi-truck hit my cervix. That's what it felt like. I was like, oh my god, baby's coming out really soon. (laughs) Semi-truck. Did you get that out? Were you able to say I don't think I did. It was all internal. I was like, yep, here we go. So. Um, I mean, they prepped the bed. Thankfully, my sister-in-law, who is a labor and delivery nurse, she got to, she was staying with us because she wanted to see the twin birth. Yeah. She kind of had wanted to be a midwife at one point. And so I was like, you got to come to the birth. It was going to be amazing. Yeah. So she was there and helped my husband prepare the bed. And you're not a water birther. I don't have time for that. Oh, nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> no, we tried to have um, a water birth for our... I. First, I labored in the tub, but I ended up getting out. And second, it was too fast. We didn't even get a drop of water in the tub. And after that, I was like, there's no point. Screw it. Yeah. I'll stare at the tub while I push my kids out. (laughs) Yeah. I just have land babies. Um, So got the bed ready. I did get over to the bed. Giant splash of water. And then um, my daughter had originally wanted to help catch the baby. Because, oh, my oldest two. how old is she? She, at the time, was eight. Okay. And her, my oldest two were in the room. So the three-year-old was napping and my oldest two were in the room. That's so great. It was really sweet. There's some good pictures of them in the book once we get there. Um, And, like, 40 minutes after we had said okay it's go time uh baby a was born yeah before the midwives got yes because natasha oh, didn't the make it to the first it. one i didn't right? realize yeah. that yeah okay. so it was just me and my husband and dr erica my bestie and how and how long was that from when you started stimming so that was i started stimming at 11 and this was 238 okay and I don't think we clarified this, but you s- knew that your babies were head down at this point no, from your I position. No, I had no idea. Oh, you had no idea. No, at we this knew point. they were head oh, up. Oh, oh, that's so right. So okay. she was anticipating <coughs> breech, breech babies. Okay, mm-hmm. but then you, from the time though that you were like, "Oh, I'm in labor," that was less than an hour. Yeah, forty like minutes. Forty minutes. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's it was kind of insane. That's why it felt like a semi truck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, you know, but I mean, as soon as we could see head, or I mean, you can see it on the birth video, which I don't have for you guys. Um, you could definitely tell it was head, and we're like, okay, well, not a butt. So, um, did you go? That's weird. That's a weird looking butt. Yeah. <laughs> well, so my labor, my sister in law, who's a labor and delivery nurse, she's like, I kept looking for a butthole, right? So, you know, she's looking for the breech baby. She's like, wow, my, your baby's butt is so round. <laughs> and did your daughter end up catching the first? Or was she, so at the fast. last moment, changed her mind. She, it was just like kind of overwhelming. She was still really excited, but my husband did catch, which he had caught number two and three as well. So oh, he's nice. He's a professional. He's, he's a professional. Mid, a mid-husband yes, for is. sure. Oh, my gosh. That's um, so cool. A doodla. Yeah. So when you said, so you leaned over the ball. Mm-hmm. And then I moved felt, to the bed. You felt mm-hmm. it. And then you were able to get up to the bed. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, because it's funny. But they I, knew it was coming. Because oh, you yeah. were like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's part of me was like, I got to. F- fulfill my prophecy right in my dream i had these babies on hands and knees in the bed <laughs> did you really th- did you actually think that in your head oh. can you be on my team for everything ever yes. in life please i need more people like you crazy That's people so cool we need yes. crazy people. we're all crazy Can't, highly motivated <laughs> can't you tell she likes crazy people <laughs> i mean we're all here in her office by invite <laughs> 
<laughs> I would it calls the most sane of the bunch. Um, so he was born, came out screaming. <laughs> oh, but question, because yeah. even amongst different midwives, uh-huh. there's some midwives who don't like to leave the cord pulsating completely for the first mm-hmm. baby. But that was definitely something we had talked about. And yeah. If at all possible, it's like, you know, if something has to happen and we need to cut the cord, okay, but I would really like to keep them both yeah. intact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did. So Yay. he came out and cord was fine. And then, so waiting for the second baby this is really cute on the video and this is i'm sad you can't see this but so part of the amniotic sac came out in like a little like balloon of liquid you know right for baby yeah. B. Yeah, yeah yeah and yeah, so I've my husband that. so gingerly held this little balloon of amniotic <laughs> fluid for a good 15 minutes it was so cute until kelly finally showed up so she actually wasn't my primary she like you can let that go now. yeah he's like <laughs> she like popped it she's like we can you don't have to hold that <laughs> but he's like okay <laughs> no, it was so, well it was so sweet though. i do know a lot of a more baby bees and twins are they're more likely to be born in the call i don't know than i was hoping singleton. for a breech birth and a call baby and i yeah. didn't get either one yeah. <sighs> who says those things it just had to be so <laughs> straightforward like, like, uh. call baby fine but a breach you're like i just wanted a breach so well, maybe this one and maybe yeah who knows maybe you'll get found with this one <laughs> maybe good thinking (laughs) she's like wait now that i want that it's gonna happen because i make things happen it has been our theme of the month so yeah so i feel like the bird the twin births i've known about and like been a part of like there's like a really good break between the two but because Mm -hmm. the first one came so quickly did Mm -hmm. you get much of a break 29 minutes yeah yeah not really decent i probably got 15 minutes where i didn't have any contractions oh but that was nice yeah and then uh, i it's actually i have it on a video on my phone it's like one of the you know uh live photos so it's like a, a 30 split second thing where i'm like oh god i have to do that again yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what i was like at what point did it hit you that oh no it was yeah. like is it like the eye of the storm in a hurricane like oh god the second wall's coming yeah here it comes yeah so i felt it build again after that 15 minutes and i knew i, I, was think in I would it. just be terrified but i guess if you like birth I hate birth. I hate giving birth. So I think I would just be like, I don't want to. Yeah. But you like birth. You would have locked yourself in the bathroom. <laughs> at, at this point, the hardest thing was my hamstring started cramping from being on hands and knees on the bed. So and I was you like, were not letting go of that dream. <laughs> well, I did. I was like, I got to stand up. I can't. I can't stay here. I got to stand up. So I did stand up for the second one. Um, And uh, he was born. Kelly got there like five minutes before he was born. But my husband did still catch him. Um, And he was head down too. How weird. I wonder when they turned. Like, how do you not feel that two babies i don't know flipping around turning they were Maybe so crazy like, all, like because while your pool time they're just like super synchronized they're like synchronized swimmers just like flipping <laughs> they conspired <laughs> okay she's asleep just a little to the left go go yeah. go it was funny this of all my pregnancies was my most comfortable because my belly was so big that i I just, when I laid down on the, the um, bed, my belly like was totally flat on the bed because it was so enormous, right? So then you had your babies. Uh-huh. How long did placenta stay? The midwives made it. To yeah, so, second. well, one of them did. <gasps> Natasha didn't make she it for didn't either. She didn't make it to any. I know, I know. That's so disappointing. She was sad. I, I feel bet bad. she was sad. I know. How could you be so cool? Next time, slow it down a little bit. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll try. <laughs> I'll do my best. Just a little bit. I've gotten to know you today, though. If I was Natasha, I'd be like, I'm just going to camp in well, your yard because I, I know how this is going to go. I can't lie. I have actually planned to have an unattended birth this time because no one ever makes it anyways. Yeah. So in your mind, you're just doing it. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to have my sister-in-law, the labor and delivery okay. nurse, come again. So, so she'll be are you house. getting any care? Yeah, I've, I've seen her a few times, but like super <laughs> sporadic. <laughs> because... My pregnancies are really boring. I feel like very anxious <laughs> right now. I know. about this fact that you were giving me a hard time. I'm getting regular chiropractic <laughs> like two minutes. You're right, you're right, you're Dr. Right. Emily, are you getting regular prenatal care? Hey, I, <laughs> I did get the important <laughs> stuff. I did get the important stuff. We've done some blood work, right? I passed okay. my glucose okay. tolerance test. Have you Grace. met this woman? She's a force. I mean, clearly. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a fetoscope at home, so I can listen okay. to baby. So does baby Natasha, sounds good. Natasha, like, does she... Is she ever like, maybe just, can we just meet a little she, sooner? Or is she like, it's cool. She's cool. Yeah. She has. She has she made a couple cool. requests. I'm like, I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she knows, she knows where to, the, how I do things. This is, yes. she's cool. This yes. is, this is why I have Natasha. Awesome. She's amazing. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> she knows I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about postpartum and okay. what it was like nursing twins mm-hmm. and having two babies instead of one yeah it was definitely different right uh twice as hard i would say yeah i had with all of my other ones i felt like i recovered quickly and this time i literally spent two weeks on my bed and didn't go anywhere which oh wow for I you know, is like Ugh. yeah crazy never happens um so i didn't even go downstairs for two weeks which was out of the ordinary and i def i felt it and my like you know my belly was so floppy because it was so big yeah it, it takes longer for all that to go down yeah so i i definitely had recovery time was longer um but nursing twins was i mean i loved it i can't i can't lie and they're still nursing right just at bedtime and okay. one of one of them is almost done he'll latch on for a second and be like empty mama yeah that happens when you get pregnant right yeah it's like (laughs) empty (laughs) brock used to say that to me i know i'm like it's empty you sure it's empty yeah. Out of side, out of side. Yeah, he would just go back and forth for a while. He'd say, like, out of side, then yeah. out of side. I'm like, no, they're both empty. Nah, not that one. I'm like, <laughs> well, the funny thing is with twins, they don't do that because they each have a boob. They oh, yeah. do they? Okay, they have, so their, do own they have their own side. Now they do. When they were little, I would switch them because okay. you know for range of motion and eye development and all that good stuff. You're so smart. <laughs> Some Never days would not have thought so of that. Crazy, crazy. I'm very crazy. <laughs> um, so you know, I would switch them back and forth. They would have a boob of the day right so like this was Dexter's boob one day and then he would switch and I would try to rotate that way but now that they're older this is Dexter's boob and this is Joss's boob and they know and they point they'll be like Jassy booby or Jassy milk Jassy milk and Dexy milk (laughs) it's so cute that's adorable I wonder how different it is too because you like know the if taste you mean or like yeah just flow. like the consi- like whatever um the makeup of it because each kid if you're nursing you know like a, a toddler and an infant like it's different mm-hmm. so i wonder how and their different- antibodies would go into each boob yeah. Oh, yeah also we skipped right over how much these beasts weighed oh yeah they were tiny itty bitty i thought maybe you were a liar <laughs> i thought maybe <laughs> i would- have photo evidence otherwise <laughs> <laughs> i thought you know of all the twin, you know, um, myths, I was like, well, maybe I, this is the one I believed. I was like, well, maybe they'll be a little bit smaller than my other kids. Because how much did your others weigh? Eight, ten, uh, eight, eight, and nine, two. Oh my. Okay. So I was like, well, maybe I'll have like seven and a half pounds. Yeah, right? and they'll just come right out. Well, I mean, they came sleep. right out, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, um, Dexter. So baby A was eight pounds ten ounces, and Joss was nine pounds. Oh my I word! Not even imagine it. <laughs> it was a little I'm crazy. Not, that's the one thing I'm having my my brain isn't wrapping around that. <laughs> How two babies that big like fit inside yes. of her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, five centimeters. That's out. <laughs> that's like almost seventeen pounds of baby. 
And then you add in placenta, mm-hmm. water. It's a fluid. Mm-hmm. It's over and 20. You skipped oh over your placentas gosh. too. Uh-huh. Like how was that placenta? Like how was delivering two placentas versus delivering one? Hard. But, and not so much the, the placenta. It's like my belly was just, there's just so floppy, right? And I was expecting also, so after pains, I was like, oh God, this is going to be really bad. Like I was almost more afraid of the after yeah, pains than the birth yes. itself. Not a one. No after pains. Stop. Whatsoever. Did you bleed? Did you hemorrhage at all? Uh, I think so a little bit. We did have Pitocin on hand. Uh, yeah. So we, I did do some Pitocin. Um, you know, they, I didn't, wasn't really paying attention to how much it was, but I heard that there was a little bit of blood loss. I did hear that <laughs> there. So they, did they come out like, like how did that go? Like the third. The placentas. Um, yeah. It took a while. Um, and I had to wake up a birth stool and I was really pushing and I was like lifting my belly, just yeah. trying to like line up the chute, I guess. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it definitely took a while and I had to push really hard. One of those ah moments when they were finally out, I was like, goodness, that was worse than the birth. Did they come out like one after the other or is it space? One again? came out. And then there was a break before the second one came out. And the membranes were kind of intertwined a little bit too. So it's super mm-hmm. interesting because it's like, how did your uterus clamp down on just one part and not the other? And Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. That's, like, it's I don't great. know. I just do it really well. <laughs> I don't I know how it happens. I think it's one of those things. There's a lot we don't know about it. We try and understand it. But it's like, usually if it happens naturally, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. So... The immediate postpartum, like over that two weeks and then going on, did they, were they nice enough to want to nurse at the same time? Or was it like you get one down and the other one wakes up? And No, they pretty much nurse at the same time most times and they would fall asleep at the same time. Every once in a while, one would nurse and not the other. But I mean, it was really infrequent. So nice. Yeah. Now, the other thing, another myth of twins, I co-slept with them, right? So we had our king size bed and then we had a twin size bed side card. And I would basically just nurse one baby in bed with me. And then so they alternated at night, which was convenient. So I could nurse one baby and then roll that one into the onto the bed and then get the other baby and roll over and nurse on the other side and I was able to co-sleep every once in a while. They would wake up at the same time when I would nurse one baby in the bottom boob and I would lay one on my side to, yeah. nurse, to nurse on the top boob. Because <laughs> you can just at that point just yeah, toss it over. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So it was, oh it was very gosh. interesting. And, you, and you ha- you're having another one after all that. My husband said that we were not having another one, but here we are. <laughs> they say that and then they forget are. how it happened. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like it just goes right out of their brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... After all of that, mm-hmm. for any moms out there listening who want to hear about twins, what advice do you have for moms about raising twins or birthing twins or just anything you want to say to people out there listening? Um, for being like not assuming that twins is this high risk pregnancy. Like we get, you know, unfortunately, most of them go the OB route and we're going to the, the maternal fetal medicine and they You're are scanning like every week to yeah. make sure one baby's not stealing everything from the other baby. And I think that we have a lot of TMI pregnancy stuff happening with twins. Like we're s- too much yeah. information. Right. Um, so, you know, we forgot that twins is a variation of normal and can be normal. And it kind of makes me sad, you know, when we have all this stuff pressured on moms. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wish we could get that out there because there's um, we've had moms where we've cared for twins and then they choose to like have a C-section in the hospital, which I'm always like, do whatever you're comfortable with, obviously. But yeah, it's definitely like, oh, my gosh, high risk. And what if this happens? And what if that happens? And I'm like, well, there's a lot of what ifs, but what, what if, if it everything? Doesn't? Yeah. What if it's totally normal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've had a couple opportunities to work with twins, but unfortunately, all the moms that I've tried to serve with twins had preterm deliveries mm-hmm. 
And so I, what's your perception on like taking it more easy when you're pregnant with twins? Cause that, I guess like <laughs> you were asking, you, I, know, I know that's not your yeah. style, but like, mm-hmm. did you even like, even though it's not your style, did you recognize that you did need more breaks than you thought you would or, um, definitely at the end, I, I did work until 38 weeks, but I was, my schedule was lighter. Mm. Right. Um, and protein, you have to, do you eat go by the like protein. the brewer's diet, like trying to get that much? No, but I definitely am paying attention. To, like yeah, every meal has lots of protein in it yeah. all the did time. Did you count like, um, did you have in your mind, like I want to get this many grams a day? Yeah. Like, 150 what? is the goal. Whoa. I think that is what the brewer <laughs> diet says. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the rough number they use, yeah. but just in my mind. Okay. I got like two eggs and a smoothie for breakfast. And then I I got my morning snack. Oh my god! Just so much thought process going into like every second. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think a lot about stuff, but that's why you carry twenty five pounds worth of stuff Mm. in your belly. And, and I have I, heard from other stuff on my butt. twin moms I've cared for <laughs> who try to get that much protein and the amount of water you're supposed to drink. And they're like, you have to be eating constantly to try and get to your protein goal because mm-hmm. you're growing two human beings. And it's funny when I started this pregnancy, because I always gained 50 pounds with my pregnancy. I did with the first three. I was like, I'm not going to gain 50 pounds with this pregnancy. And then we found out I was twins. I was like, crap i gotta gain 50 pounds at least (laughs) right i know so can you tell everyone um how old the twins are because we're talking about you being pregnant now Mm -hmm. and so they're probably thinking yes she got pregnant two weeks after she had these twins (laughs) oh god no uh no the twins turned two last september so they're two and a half almost Mm -hmm. cool Mm -hmm. that's awesome and two and a half twins oh honestly more scary than having carrying twins and giving birth to twins Twin three-year-olds terrifies yeah. me. I but mean, maybe they'll be close and do everything to each other and not to you. They murder each other. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are best friends and best enemies. That's my saying because they can be super Frenemies. sweet and also beat each other up all the time. But do they have their own language like they, they talk about twins having? If they do, I mean, they literally talk to each other now. So in, like in sentences, so... I don't know that they did. And they're so different. So that they were fraternal twins and they're so, so different. I could see where like, you know, identical twins maybe have their own language, but I didn't see that with the boys. They're not like the two peas in a pod kind of. I mean, they definitely hang out all the time together, but they're not like uh, each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, um, growing up, my neighbors, there is a couple and they had a son who was like my brother's age. So at the time he, they're like a 12 year old son. And they're like, okay, maybe we'll try for a girl. And then they got pregnant with identical twin boys. And they were, and they were, and they're like, okay, well, let's try again for a girl. And then they got another set of identical twin boys. Wow. And so they, like, it was really cool to see because it was really interesting. It did seem like the younger ones, especially because they were only like two when I babysat them. They did seem to have like their own language and communication, but they were so similar. Like they had to cut their hair different ways to tell them apart because they were that similar to each other. That's crazy. So it's just like, it's really interesting to hear. Like, if I wonder if there's been research on that like if there's differences between like the connections between like fraternal versus identical twins. I think there, I think there have been yeah. some research on it. I don't know it but I've heard of things like that and um, so that also funny thing the chance of having two sets of identical twins is pretty low but fraternal yeah. twins it's a 1 in 12 chance of having twins again because, oh. I, because I'm a hyper ovulator right? Release, release yeah. the yeah. eggs. So <laughs> Release the eggs. <laughs> so definitely when we got pregnant again we're like oh <laughs> there was definitely lots of like Oh, did we make twins again yeah. moments? But this what's, is just a, what's our financial situation? <laughs> oh God. Have you, so when you found out, did you do, cause I feel a lot of my clients ask me about, I like hereditary 
um, bet, like factors. Mm-hmm. So I haven't done a ton of research on it, but my understanding is that fraternal twins are more likely to occur if you had twins on your maternal side. Did I believe you hear that. I when believe you were that's pregnant? correct. Okay. And that it can skip a generation. Yes. Which would make sense because my grandmother, grandmother had, was a twin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's all very interesting. It is very it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we really have to wrap up this half of the episode, and I, I think it's time to. for your patients to start coming in. So, do you have any final sage words of wisdom you want to impart? Um, just do lots of research, and there's some really good like uh, birthing multiples naturally groups out there. Like, yeah. if you want to have a natural birth with twins, you can. It's totally possible, but you have to be an advocate. You cannot. I mean, the the system will steamroll you. So, I mean, obviously there's things in, you know, checkpoints and all this stuff you should be checking, but it's tough not to let them get in your head. Yeah. And that anxiety can derail, you know, natural births or unmedicated births. But it's just like, I like people to know it is possible to give birth to twin babies. It is possible to breastfeed twin babies. Like so many people are like, just don't think it is. Yeah. Finding those supportive people to talk to. And there are, for people who who aren't into birthing out of the hospital, I know there's OBs that will allow vaginal twin births as well. Yeah. You just oh, have to really some, seek them out. Yeah. And there's some research. Right. Research. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah. I mean, if you're willing to do that, then it is possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say a little cheers to all the twin moms out there, multiple moms. Like, God, you guys are such badasses. I find it hard enough to take care of one baby. So the fact that there's people out there that are surviving. I don't know. Two babies. I meant one baby at a time. At a time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they're not babies anymore, thank the Lord. Um, Thank you, Jim. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, just the fact that I mean, God, like, I just want to, like, bow down to you guys. Like, you just put it all out there and you take care of raising these little humans and you survive it. And I feel like it puts us all to shame. Yeah, thank you for keeping us all really humble. (laughs) It's funny. People will ask me, how do you do it? And I'm like, I have no idea. Don't ask. You don't. I don't don't know. It just happens. (laughs) You just have to because you're you're in it. So, yeah, for everybody out there, thank you so much for coming on, Dr. Emily. Thank you for coming to hang in my office. This was so fun. I'm like one of your biggest fangirls. So You're amazing. So the only other thing that we have to say is cheers. cheers.